0: You one of our regular students for self improvement Wednesday. Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, the longevity of the Greenland shark. Your teacher is Dr. Vanessa Perotta from the Marine Predator Research Group at Macquarie University. Vanessa, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Before we get to their age, which is so incredible, let's talk about the way they look because they look bizarre, don't they?
1: Yeah, they've got this really weird rounded mouth. And they're quite big. They can get up to five metres. And they live in really cold waters, like less than a degree to up to 10 degrees. So they're bizarre creatures that we don't often see, especially because they live in the Arctic and the North Atlantic Ocean. So they're kind of up in the top of the world with the polar bears. Mm
0: -hmm. They love cold, deep water.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so that might be key to their longevity or how long they can live. And As you mentioned previously, these sharks can live over 200 years easily. In fact, there's records of some being estimated to be over 500 years of age. And the thing is that they won't reach sexual maturity until they're over four metres in length and they're at least 150 years of age. So imagine waiting 150 years for your first kiss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we'll talk about theories about why they live so long and and and, and uh, how we know that they're so old. But can we start with something simple? That their diet, they they, they they sometimes are called the vacuum cleaners of the Arctic.
1: Yes, that's right. Opportunistic feeders is another way of of terming that, and they will simply eat whatever they can get their mouths on. And so there's been scientific scientific evidence of sharks with polar bear fur in their stomach and the way that scientists can work this out is by doing a little a shark necropsy which is an animal um equivalent to an autopsy for a human and they've even been found with horses as well as moose and reindeer in their stomach so what would probably have happened is these animals may have come to near the water and fallen in and maybe passed Or uh, their main diet would rather consist of other fish, most likely. So opportunistic feeders, but also probably fish eaters predominantly.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, one of the tough things about them getting a feed is they're partly blind.
1: That's right. Most of these sharks are partly blind. And the reason being is because they have this awful parasite which latches onto its eye. And many photos will show this. It's like a little worm. And what it actually does, it destroys some of the tissue in their eye and renders them blind. So it's not so bad, although it sounds terrible. But essentially, these sharks have other ways of finding their way around the ocean and finding food. So they rely on those other sensory systems like that lateral line of sensitivity down their body, which you may have seen if you've ever cut up a fish before, or that electroreception around their mouths, which kind of acts like a a little electroreceptor to see if there's any faint electrical signals from nearby prey.
0: And they'll be able to sense those electrical impulses and then read them as, as fish or prey?
1: Yeah and if you've ever seen and I've done a few shark necropsies it's kind of like a gel oozing out well when when they're passed it's like this gel oozing out of their mouth or they're, they're around their mouth rather and it's also known as ampullae of Lorenzini and it's pretty cool it's like it's a their pores and it's it's kind of like an ultrasound. You know how they put gel on an ultrasound to look inside your body? That's my kind of equivalent of, of <laughs> explaining it.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't want uh, fish and chips made out of a Greenland shark. The, f- the flesh is poisonous, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's not. It's not a very good one to eat. Uh, there's high levels of, if I can pronounce it, trimethyl oxide. It's a big word. But also urea. And there's this really great tweet a few years ago saying, the Greenland shark is poisonous but also full of wheat <laughs> and. It's actually not full of whey, but rather it's a byproduct. It's a protein that us as humans, we filter out as whey, But sharks retain the urea in their bodies so that they've got a similar concentration to the salt in their external mm. environment. This is all comes down to osmotic balance. So very scientific.
0: Okay, live, as you say, over 500 years, uh, at least 270 years. How come? Why do they live? They're the, long, the longest lived vertebrae on the earth. Why? Why do they live so long?
1: That is a very good question, and I don't think there's anyone on Earth who can tell you that, but there are a few theories, and one of the theories is that these animals live in a very cold environment, and there's not too much stress on their their bodies, so they swim around quite slowly, and what they do in general is quite slowly. I mean, they're not reproducing until 150 years of age at least. So there's not too much stress on their lives. Another thing is that the the cold environment might mean that their metabolism is a lot slower. So that means that there's less damage to their tissue and less demand to be eating a lot like us, which would eat quite a lot throughout the winter, I would imagine.
0: Well, people sing the praises of cold water swimming, and maybe, maybe this proves the case. How, how are we so sure that we know how long they live? I mean, when you say uh, one scientist said, uh, as, as, uh, as, as uh, estimated the age of one shark at 512 years, how can that scientist be so sure?
1: Well, the, one of the ways that we can tell the age of a Greenland shark is by using their islands. So that can help us tell how old they are and it 's really clever and it 's kind of like the rings of a tree, so you know you can actually fit, you can look on a tree at least the inside of a tree and count the tree rings well you can 't count the rings of a greenland shark's eye, but what you can do is look at the layers on which their eyes have have added, so as they get older there 's a number of layers added to their eyes, and so scientists can analyze. Chemical compositions of their eyes to estimate their age. Mm. So it's it's general estimates, which is really interesting, and it's just it's fascinating.
0: It sure is. Are they under threat? I mean, often often creatures in the Arctic are. Are, are, are this lot?
1: Well, potentially, and the concerning thing here is we don't know too much about them. So that means that our efforts to help conserve them is is concerning because the more you know about a species, the more you can do more for them. So with this, with this, we do know that the Greenland shark, unfortunately, is vulnerable to a number of threats. That being climate change, they are by caught, so the bycatch is a terrible thing, and uh, we're unintentional capture of these animals in in fishing gear. And so if we remove one individual from a population that is unknown, that could be a really crucial individual to the breeding population. So it's really important that we we learn more about them to help preserve them. And
0: that's true, isn't it, of a lot of animals that are down, down, down deep. We just don't know a lot about them because we don't get down there very often.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think we have a fascination with space. And while that's all really good, we need to know more about our deep, dark depths of the ocean. So, for example, the giant squid. They're so cool. They've got eyes the size of dinner plates. Everyone loves a giant squid. And so only through recent research we're learning more about them. But these are animals that are on Earth and we need to know more because these animals will often hide information about our, our, our climate history. So, for example, sampling a Greenland shark might provide clues as to how previous climates were we know that's the case with whales that the bowhead whale for example which is another animal that lives in the arctic which can live well over 200 years and one of those individuals was found with a harpoon which dated over 200 years of age like how interesting is that
0: it's pretty fascinating and not breeding to your 156 wow uh, very wise advice probably Hey, vanessa thank you very much thank you for the lesson
1: thank you so much
0: there's a vanessa parotta Dr. Parada is from the Marine Predator Research Group at Macquarie University. You can uh, listen back to her lesson online, of course, abc.net.au. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, the Director of the Museum of Contemporary Art, Lizanne McGregor, uh, on the artist Carol Walker. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.